everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. And this is the show where we are looking at back episodes of Sex in the City. And it's super fun. We are finishing up season three. Uh, I can't believe that we're already halfway done this whole project. But I am film critic Rachel Wagner. Jax is here. Hi. Hi. And my friend Saja is here. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Um, so I am a Queens um, located, what are words? <laughs> a Queens located actress. Um, I was you know, born and raised New York girl. So yeah, I'm mostly just living my life. I am living a little bit of the sex in the city life in the sense I'm just in the same city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and um, so yeah, I'm an actress primarily. I do a little bit of directing and I do a little bit of writing and that's yeah. that's my shtick. <laughs> well, and uh, the reason we got to know one another is that I have a little, a little podcast I do with uh, Saj's husband, Conrado, where we talk a uh, uh, criterion channel. So it's kind of my, uh, my chance to, to get out my, uh, um, my erudite energy, my auteur, <laughs> yeah. you know, I get that out in <laughs> once, a couple times a month. <laughs> Rachel, I love that you have like such a spectrum of things that you're interested in and like to cover. It's like th- this, this show scratches a different itch for yes, you. That's right. <laughs> gotta have a little bit of everything right yeah <laughs> but we have a, we've been at, we've been doing that for we're just starting our fourth season of criterion project and we have a lot of fun i really enjoy doing that so i got to know you through that's that so <laughs> yeah i can't believe it's been four seasons that's wild yeah I love yeah, it. I yeah. but it's a lot of fun and we have we have the pretentiousness scale one to ten uh mm. <laughs> one being like how do we I, feel sex in the city ranks? <laughs> <laughs> well it depends on the episode but <laughs> no that's not wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah the like one is a like a marvel movie and 10 is is a like a godard french new wave film you know kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh but these are some pretty fun episodes i i think uh we got you on a lucky uh week because these are all pretty pretty good um so the first one that we're gonna talk about episode 16 uh, season three it's called frenemies Mm -hmm. and uh, they start out with the uh nothing more hopeful than than the getting ready for the first date routine and, uh, oh boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been a while since i i've been on a uh, first date i don't know since probably since before the pandemic it's i don't know it's just been a while but uh it is kind of exciting that that sort of energy yeah and uh uh i don't know what do you think jacks about that you you're you're engaged but uh the, the last time you went on a first date do you remember I was laughing because um, the lifestyle that I led getting ready for dates, it was like I'd be coming from either like a rehearsal or babysitting or doing something. (laughs) And like, I remember like one of my last first dates, I was in the bathroom of a Target, like changing clothes and then like running to the date late. And I did not have the same experience when I was dating. I, I didn't 
really put the time into like getting ready that maybe I would have done had I not been running around doing a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, but it's, it seems fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sanja, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think, well, funny enough, I really didn't date at all. Um, Coco was like my first real relationship in some ways, you know what I mean? Uh So like it was, um, so I like don't have, yeah, that experience of like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. Um, But for the little times that I did, it was, uh, yeah, I think I guess I, I cared a lot about the clothes. I think I'm a big like, I mean, even now, like when I'm going to an event of some sort i'm a big like my perfume and i'm always like do i need more do i need less oh my gosh did i put too much perfume like that's my anxiety is like how do i smell so you know i think that's like where my brain went and i was like okay that totally makes sense they're like anyway i don't want to get too much into your scent for different things or do you have like one scent that you use that is like your perfume i have a few different ones that yeah i'm like this is like Mm, fall night out. This is summer day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that. So I like to rotate. <laughs> well, Miranda, she has this, she's supposed to be going on this date with this Will Connor is his name. And she gets stood up. She's super angry. And then she finds out that he died. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> so we had a so good excuse. Delightful. I love the phone call with the mom. It's yeah. And then she actually goes to the wake, which is really funny. <laughs> that is definitely something I would have done. I would have been like, oh my gosh, what can I do? Like, that is absolutely what my response would have been. Like, I can, do you need me to bring anything? Is there enough food? Like, <laughs> you're showing up with a covered dish. You're like, exactly. I'm, here to help. I'm here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds like the, actually the most sad thing to happen. Like I said, I'd go to the wake. I did. <laughs> the only thing about it is that she says that it's her first wake, which I find hard to believe. I mean, she's in her thirties. How could she have never gone to a wake before? Yeah. That feels like a lot. Yeah, I found that surprising that Miranda said that. And then Carrie said that she had never seen a dead body before. I was like, whoa, 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 what is happening here? Like, it's like, I understand also different um, social traditions or religious traditions that maybe there's not always an open casket. Like I grew up Catholic, so we most of the time had an open casket. So I've seen quite a few, but uh, not to brag or anything. It's got some pretty high numbers of dead bodies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I also found that really confusing. Yeah, it seems yeah. hard to believe. I mean, by the time you're in your 30s, somebody that you know has has died. I yeah. would think if you if you were like 20, I, I would get that, but or she's just like, I avoid them. So <laughs> it's not that yeah. I, it's not that no one's died. It's just like I refuse to go. <laughs> so we have charlotte she's having no luck with trey Mm, Uh, mm. it's uh he sees her as this i guess you know virginal bride he's not able to perform and i I, he he's just i don't know what he was expecting marriage to be like i mean they say in in 
the uh, one of the other episodes coming up that that uh, you know he just wanted to be married, I guess. But I I think what seems surprising to me is that he wouldn't be aware that this was going to be a problem. He seems to think that kind of blame Charlotte, and I don't know, just his whole mm. attitude seems very naive at best of what uh of course this is going to be a problem uh and right. uh so i don't know what do you think about the whole charlotte and trey thing, sajda well yeah it feels very i mean i'm not someone of high society so i like don't yeah. know what like expectations are <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah it definitely seems like you know he comes into the marriage thinking that like it just won't be something that she cares about and i think that's the disappointing part and then i think also the thing that i i feel like a lot of um women are trying to come back now of like yeah women like sex we literally you know what I mean like it's not like a thing that only guys love and i think that he yeah. comes in with that like of like oh why would she kind of care about this won't be a problem because she doesn't care about it or she doesn't need this in the way that like the guy would yeah, so, yeah and i guess that he sees charlotte as this i don't know non-sexual creature right and so i he wasn't expecting that but that just seems crazy to me of course of course in a marriage yeah, exactly you don't want to go on your honeymoon and never consummate the marriage i mean exactly. that's just crazy uh so yeah he's a weird character but she's feeling frustrated and so she basically lashes out at samantha and she says you know that sex is special stop talking like that so fucking like she does and uh Jax, how do you feel about that i mean i get really uncomfortable when people try and tell other people like how they can behave when it's not hurting anyone else like this is how Samantha talks. We know that this is how she talks. If that's something that you're having a problem with right now, you know what? You remove yourself from that situation and do it in a classy way. Don't lash out at her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it made me, I get it. She is going through a lot. So I try and have like grace and space for that. But yeah, I, I thought she was a little harsh on her. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting then because then she goes to the, uh, the fraternity girls mm -hmm. and uh, she realizes that amongst them she's the samantha of that group and uh, exactly. that she's more open and talk uh, able to talk about these things probably because she's friends with samantha is probably worn off on her uh but i think there is something to that that when you're with different people sometimes your personality will ebb and flow and change and, oh, you know, there's definitely people that I'm more goofy with. There's people that I'm more uh, academic with. And we were just talking about criterion mm -hmm. project. That's a different kind of energy <laughs> than, uh, than, than talking about the show, you know, or, or, or whatever it might be. And, I, but I think that there is something like, like, you never want to change too much, but I think you do change a little bit depending on kind of who you're with. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I th and I think that's like, I think some people, when you're around a group of friends that like, maybe you haven't seen your friend with them and you're like, oh, they're so different or they changed. It's like, mm -hmm. no, like, I, I do mm -hmm. think it's wonderful how other people can bring out different sides of us and make us have like a really full identity. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we even see that also then with Samantha, 
which was a nice kind of comparison that they had where so she goes uh, out <laughs> with this uh, woman named claire ann who is this uh like kind of southern version of samantha <laughs> i guess and yeah. uh she realizes she has got a little charlotte in her as well mm-hmm. you know that she has that, that term was hilarious mm-hmm. like when she when when that woman just started going downtown on that guy in the restaurant and sam's samantha's face was just like oh no this is too far right yeah because yeah. we've talked about it a lot before but samantha is not a hippie she doesn't just like go with anybody it's not free she's not a free love person kind of Mm -mm. thing like she has a lot of kind of kind of qualifications and standards and things like that as as most of us do of course but uh but yeah she's an interesting character what do you think such about about samantha oh i i love her (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i definitely think that she's someone who it's like it's exciting to watch someone who just embraces themselves, you know, so mm-hmm. much. And I think that's what's really exciting about her as a character. It's some a, a woman who's just like moving through the world being like, I am a boss. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm, And if you have a problem with it, it is your problem. It's not my problem. Yeah. Um, and then so I think that's like a, a little bit of what she like gets at with Charlotte in the beginning of like, whoa, you know, like that's this is an you're having an issue and it's not my issue. And then obviously later we see the flip of it where she's like, and now I'm having an issue and I'm going to uh, escape this issue and move away from this situation. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you get to watch uh, the end just like that? The reboot? Oh, no, I didn't. Because yeah. it was interesting to see. I mean, it's not that it's not that good. But yeah, that was what fun. kept me from it. We <laughs> had fun covering it. <laughs> we will again. Yes, so we'll come back and cover it with us. <laughs> That'll give me the excuse to be like, you know what, you're right. I'll just like jump into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just interesting to see how much they missed Samantha in mm. the series because you know, of course, she wasn't in it. Uh, but uh, you missed that dynamic amongst the girls. They tried to kind of. They had a couple, a couple new characters. Mm-hmm. They were trying to kind of fill the void, but I don't know if it quite worked. Uh, but we also have Miranda going on a date with uh, with one of Carrie's exes named Jim. Jim. <laughs> oh, Jim. What do you think of Jim's? <laughs> well, my favorite part is just that, like, he's got the, like, the most like no character to all of a sudden character of all time <laughs> he just is at this wig he seems like a decent human you don't really know anything about him and then all of a sudden they go on that double triple date thing and it's like the switch flips so quick i'm like how did we get here yeah. <laughs> which i actually love because i think that's what any like you just need that sometimes a character that makes zero sense mm-hmm. and they just serve a point in the plot and i love it <laughs> well and it's it's an interesting thing because obviously all of us like change hopefully to a certain degree over time we are but i think we also kind of don't change like there's that core part of like who we are that if you're 
I think if you were friends with me at 20, you'd still be friends with me at 41. Like I, I, I have, I've learned, I've grown, I've, things have changed, but I, I'm still the same person. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, there's, uh, I guess reason to be hopeful that, oh, well, maybe this guy has changed, but he's still, still who he is. He can't change that much. (laughs) Still an a-hole. Yeah. Right. Oh man. Right. <laughs> and also names I've changed, but let's be real. Carrie is kind of okay with a-holes, so he must be a real a-hole. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? That's true. <laughs> the bar for a holery yeah. is not that high. <laughs> so <laughs> and I I just I never get over how much the characters in the show smoke oh I my mean, gosh <laughs> everyone at the wake is is basically smoking and i'm like how is something like because it's not the show isn't that old no like, how is it's just amazing to me that something could be that fundamentally different after you know what it's been 20 years that is just amazing you would Wild. never see that many people smoking mm-hmm in, in an York enclosed now. space yeah, inside <laughs> no way <laughs> wild <laughs> crazy yeah, it's crazy and uh, so Miranda says I uh, she says I feel weird dating a guy you don't like um I and I think that that is true that I don't know if it's if you're able to save a relationship if you don't get along with the the spouse or the partner mm-hmm. i've had it happen before where my some of my friends <laughs> people that i was like i really don't like there was there was one time where i my friend's husband came over and he made a, a very racist statement and i was just shocked and i didn't know what to do and I, I have to say, I've never had them over again. And it's just that the friendship just, it's tough. If you, if you don't get along with the spouse, it, I don't know. I think, I think that's probably the end of the friendship. I don't know how you make it work uh, if, if you don't get along. Yeah. Especially when it's something like, that's so egregious. Like, I feel like I can think of a couple people in particular I know that like maybe their spouse isn't the person that I would like hang with on my own but they're like harmless but I think when someone is actually like mean-spirited or like saying something that is like racist or homophobic or something that I'm like whoa 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 like I really have an issue with I can't get down with that yeah 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 no I think I feel the same way it just becomes because then the right the whole room shifts and they're kind of like trying to cater to balance out this person that's like created this weird energy and like that just becomes so hard to do when you're like I just want to hang out with my friend but I can't because you're yeah. here and you're creating this energy yeah did either of you have a fraternity girls in college did either you do that whole scene no yeah. um yeah, I was in the theater fraternity, which Ooh. is very different than <laughs> the other ones. Uh, so, no, I mean, I didn't have like that experience. We had like the letters and we had like bigs and littles, but it, and it was, but it was men and women. So, no, we okay. did not have like this kind of experience. 
You didn't mm. have like a Phi Kappa, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Not like these gals. Whoa. Yeah. They didn't have anything like that at my college either. Uh, but uh, we did have, uh, there was kind of a, a core group of of us that just met at the dorms mm. uh, but with, there was an actual fraternity uh kind of a thing but um but yeah we kept in touch for quite a while and then uh finally uh, you know it's i mean aside from just like facebook and stuff but uh yeah these these girls are <laughs> interesting to say the least oh, with yeah. um uh with charlotte and they're so shocked by her and her brazen behavior. <laughs> right. Well, and they're, and it's funny because they're like, they all want to get away with saying something that's semi-salacious, right? Like, ooh, if only your husband was my husband or whatever it is. But then it's like all of a sudden Charlotte crosses this line and you're like, I think y'all were thinking it though. <laughs> so like, yeah, right. And that's always the fun part of like, well, you just can't you can't say everything that's on your mind. And I think that's always like the, that feels like the, um, what's the word, the hypocrisy, right? It's like, well, if you are kind of like skating around the thing and you're definitely like alluding to it, but all of a sudden being blunt and honest is like the thing that isn't okay is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's, it's interesting that dynamic when everybody's trying to kind of one up each other and, and everyone's trying to, uh, I don't know. It's exhausting. I can't, I can't deal with that. No. <laughs> I mean, most of my, <laughs> most of my friends are, are, I don't have like that group that all know each other. Most of them, I, they, they're the only connection to them. If I were to have a party or something like is me. Right. Uh, I don't really have that. And I feel like that's one of the fallacies of the show is that people have that, like, core group of friends that all know each other and support each other in your 30s i feel like that happens more in your 20s for the most part and then people move people have kids mm-hmm. in my experience yeah especially with um short interests and location but also even time if you're in the same place i think it's hard to get a big group of people together no matter and i think what's interesting too about the fraternity sorority thing as opposed to like things like if you were in like a theater group with someone or like a film club or like a Bible study. Like those are all, or a sport. Um, those are all joint interests that you'll sort of have in common no matter what. Right. But like a fraternity sorority is like a very timely thing to your college experience. Mm-hmm. Not that you can have things in common with them, but a lot of times then you don't when college is done. Yeah. Right. So Carrie is is giving a lecture at the uh, learning annex, which is, I guess, a real thing uh, in New York. <laughs> uh, and the uh, they, I think, it's still going on. Annex was number three forty six on the two thousand and seven uh, Inc. five thousand of the nation's growing most growing private companies. Reported three year growth. Um, later in 2000, it ceased operations in in Canada, but I think it's still going on now in New York City. Is uh, still wow. there, but it really was kind of a big deal. Uh, it says the Learning Annex provides continuing adult education, offering a wide range of classes on diverse topics, including 
how to develop and write a winning business plan, intro to pole dancing, how to write a book proposal that publishers can't refuse, how to talk to your cat, how to buy foreclosed property, make contact with lost loved ones, how to shoot your own live adult video. Oh, okay. Uh, Kabbalah dating, how to create magic spells. I don't know what's gone with that one. Um, discover your past lives, who you were before, how to make your own soap and how to marry the rich. Yes. To all of those. <laughs> I definitely want to take the, how to talk to your cat. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so delightful. I mean, I remember there was a Simpsons episode with uh, this, where they, they had a whole class on how to eat an orange. <laughs> 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 where uh, I forget what Homer was teaching at the at the learning annex, but uh, but yeah, so those are some of the uh, uh, some of the options there for you ladies if you want to take a class at the learning annex. I'm so excited! <laughs> Next time you come to visit, we'll have to all go together. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> I mean, at least this is better than the. Uh, uh, I forget the name, but the other class that they took, uh, you remember Jax? Yes. Yeah. I, it, it, was it was like the two, the, the two people demonstrating right. uh, in the in their own living room and they yes. face with some flying. Oh my stuff. gosh. So this class seems super lame. And <laughs> I, I was surprised that Carrie wouldn't have at least been more prepared. It seemed like she was just kind of winging it when you did at least uh, I mean I, I guess this is pre is this pre-powerpoint I can't remember but uh, you think you would at least have something prepared she was just kind of like what was she expecting <laughs> and uh so I was uh, the the only thing that made it okay was the fact that she was like yeah this was a really lame class <laughs> okay it's good that you uh you understand that <laughs> I love getting embarrassed for Carrie like when she's she's like bam Bright light state city. And you're like, no one likes anything you're saying. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> you have nothing. I, I, yeah, you would think that even if people would not find her advice helpful, she would at least have like flash, if not substance. But yeah, mm -hmm. was it like she didn't even think about what she was going to say. <laughs> nope. She put on that little navy jumpsuit thing and was like, I'm going to look cute. And whatever comes out of my mouth is going to be enough. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. She's not down the purse, which was weird, yeah. too. She's just standing there with the purse. <laughs> well, and they're like, she's, they say she's older than us, so maybe we can learn something. <laughs> that line was so great. Good. I'm like, most of those people did not look that much older. I mean, younger than Carrie. They look no. about the same age. But, I, yeah, you think she would at least have sort of a list of like, these are, you know, ways you can meet people or whatever. Yeah. And I do think, would you, would you rather have somebody who's single, who writes a dating column that would make sense, but also maybe you'd rather have somebody who is married has successfully gotten with a partner. I don't know which, which one would be the more somebody who's dates a lot and has a lot of advice on dating or somebody who successfully dated. I don't know which one you would have better <laughs> I, advice. I actually would have a strong preference for Carrie and the fact that they're trying to figure out how they can meet men and she has no problem meeting men. 
Right. So I think mm -hmm. maybe like a like if we're getting into a deeper class about relationships and commitment and all of that, sure. Uh, but I think as far as like more of like that, how do we meet men in the city? I definitely would trust Carrie if she had prepared. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Because I think like, especially depending on how long ago somebody was like got married to someone, like where and how is probably different um, to like a to whoever they're talking to. But so right, it does seem like she would be the perfect fit. She's like, I date all the time. I literally the show is <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like I mean, me meeting a whole bunch of men, which I think is the funny part of the thing. It's like you do know you do know a lot about this and you just decided that you didn't need to prepare today. <laughs> yeah. I did really like the fashion in this episode. I she had a, on the um at the beginning, she had on a blue uh V-neck dress uh, with like mm. flowers on it mm. and that I thought was very flattering uh, and uh, and then she had on in one of the lectures uh she had on an orange dress uh, with a black flower on it that I thought was pretty um uh, so she, she was looking good uh, I think in this this episode um I also did think that the meet I guess the meet cute between Samantha and Claire uh was funny with the pashmina yeah that was funny so cute <laughs> yeah that was the such a the, such a weird trend that everybody had during that uh era is getting the pashminas <laughs> so <laughs> true and i think i was obviously um like too young to care about it then but uh then as i got older and you would see like the five dollar ones on the side of the street yeah. of new york and i was like five oh, dollar pashmina <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, fantastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so her One second in every color. Like, yeah. Really. They really are nice. They so are. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, her second lecture goes much better because she just says, let's go out to the bar and we'll we'll uh give you some tips. That makes way more sense yeah. uh, for the uh uh, for the learning annex to have that be a field trip one exactly <laughs> we're gonna do some field study for sure and i love how she spent her money that she earned from it on the drinks for everyone i thought that was sweet yeah but it, it, it speak, speaking of things that haven't dated well so her big tip to the girls is to go up to a guy and ask for a light of yes. uh, a cigarette I'm like what Please, please, no. I'm like, Carrie, I, I know, She, like, stubs it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, but, uh, yeah, this was a pretty fun episode. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'd give it probably an 8 out of 10. I think it was a pretty good one. What do you think, uh, Jax? Yeah, I also feel like this one was an 8. It was really fun. I love getting to see Carrie be really quirky and out of her element. Yeah. Yeah. And it was nice at the end with Charlotte calling Samantha and being oh, yeah. the person she wanted to talk to and, and that being good. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Saj, as far as your score? Yeah, no, I think I agree. I think it is a solid eight where it's not like there's nothing that's like so surprising that you're like, oh my gosh, this is this is a 10-10, but it's sweet and they mm -hmm. all, you know, it kind of like has like a, the full circle and it's great. Yeah, it's a fun yeah. episode. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode. It's Baker Publishing Group. 
If you're looking for your next summer read, check out Where the Road Bends from author Rachel Fordham. In a desperate bid to save her family's land, Nora King agrees to marry a man she barely knows. But just days before the wedding, she comes across a badly injured stranger who upends all her plans and steals her heart along the way. For more information on Rachel and her books, go to www.rachelfordham.com. That's www.rachelfordham.com. So it's called What Goes Around Comes Around. Speaking of. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we have more with Trey and the McDougal family. And uh, they evidently spent a lot of time playing tennis. (laughs) Oh gosh, my nightmare. Everything about it, like yeah. the outfits, even like I don't wear white. Well, I mean, I'm wearing it now, but I get stuff on it all the time. Like, oh, yeah. so it's like mm-hmm. the whole thing and the sport part. I would not fit into that family. Mm-mm. No, but we have the sexy gardener <laughs> <laughs> right out of a romance novel. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was pretty, he was pretty dreamy. I'll definitely yeah. give it that. It's let me see if I could find the actor's name. Um, oh, his name is Steve Richard Harris, is his name. Uh and uh yeah, he does a good job. Let's see. He's still working actor, still uh he's in a bunch of uh looks like he's in a bunch of lifetime movies, lifetime thrillers. Oh yeah the oh <laughs> the wrong mr right the wrong wedding planner the wrong cheerleader the wrong stepmother the wrong friend evidently he, he did well with the wrong movies <laughs> everything is wrong everything is wrong the wrong neighbor <laughs> evil nanny he was in evil. oh wild yeah, he's doing well so way good to go. job yeah, way to go um so uh yeah and uh charlotte sees the sexy gardener and uh she's just getting more and more frustrated she starts fantasizing about the gardener and uh i just thought it was so ridiculous when she's basically basically having a dream where she's getting like pleasuring herself and and trey's response oh you had a nightmare i'm like oh my gosh what is wrong with you it's my favorite line that exits his mouth of all time is that (laughs) moment right there and then he's like oh and you're all wet and she's like yep (laughs) everything you need to know about why things aren't working with trey downtown exactly oh it's it's so funny this man never seen a sexy movie or anything i mean i i'm pretty i'm pretty naive and sheltered and i know more than this guy like (laughs) what it's so wild it's so wild Uh, so we also have carrie getting mugged Mm -hmm. and uh in this movie and she meets detective stevens and i the the whole line well and then miranda's there and and the whole line of uh maybe you could come along and read him his miranda rights i was like oh wow 
<laughs> well, it had to happen, right? Like you couldn't have someone named Miranda on the show and not make that joke. Like it had to come at some point. And I'm it, what a perfect time. <laughs> and I like that he knew that it was a bad joke, but he yeah. was so charming. He pulled it off both the joke and then being like, that was kind of exactly yeah. detective stevens is like he's he needs to have like seven kids because he's already making dad jokes like <laughs> i know oh man it's really bad so funny. he's hot though right like I think oh yeah yeah he was yeah. very good looking <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh i was seeing if i what's his uh timothy gibbs is his name timothy gibbs yeah he was pretty attractive let's see He's still mm. working actor too. Way to go. Oh, good yeah. job. Look at that. Exactly. He's not, he's not in any of the, the lifetime thrillers though. So. Oh no. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So Samantha starts getting calls for this other Sam Jones. Oh my God. And this whole plot, I don't know. I mean, it is, it's, weird because they even acknowledge that it's like statutory rape right. like really awkward um but she sees herself as basically like the chance to be mrs robinson mm-hmm. um, kind of a thing and uh, yeah it's just so funny because like the whole mrs robinson thing sure but like he's so young and so like not manly at all like it's not like it's like a 22 year old guy who's like kind of fresh faced into the world mm-hmm. and like you can mold him but it's like sweet he yeah is like I, so i mean he even seems younger than he is i think right yeah and yeah. i think they purposefully like don't say his actual age they kind of leave it blurry um but yeah it's a very strange yeah, it's a weird place for Samantha to go, I think. Yeah, I I could have done without that whole plot line. There were funny moments in there, but it was just so awkward. Yeah, yeah. So awkward. Like, I love the idea of another Sam Jones being, like, a guy, uh-huh. and then she has, you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. like, really exciting. But, yeah, the weird, like, possibly, like, really, really young vibes. Yeah. Nah, I'm not there for that. Yeah. But, you know. Well, this was 2000. Yeah, 2000. <laughs> we also have Carrie going to lunch with Natasha or seeing mm-hmm. her there. And I, I don't know. I just feel like just leave her alone, Carrie. What's wrong with you? Like, I, this is one of those moments. And I love Carrie and I love the way Sarah Jessica Parker plays it. I mean, always I love the way she plays it but I am just so disgusted at her selfish behavior in this almost more than anything else it's like you want to be with big sure not condoning it but whatever but now you feel like you're entitled to forgiveness like how dare you yeah like and but I love the speech that Natasha gives that was oh she's so good like snaps Mm mm-hmm oh amazing Mm -hmm. yeah no, she's incredible in a moment that I think you're absolutely right. It's just like, why, why, what did you think you were giving to her? But you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the question. I'm like, Carrie, like, why in the world would she care if you're sorry? You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't, 
that does mm-hmm. nothing for her and only something for you and like that's the part that's a little yeah come on and then she like also my biggest thing actually is just me being like you're also like gorgeous like you're in the most you're like so dressed up you're in like a christian dior dress like you look to the nines and i'm like this is so mean like that's a good point if she really felt like she needs to do something wear like your crappiest outfit like make sure you're looking like not your best (laughs) she's just like i'm done and obviously you know like that's care she's done up but it just felt like over the top i was like whoa like you yeah. are really just taking it in like she's on her lunch break and here you are yeah it was wild mm-hmm. yeah and i liked when natasha says not only have you ruined my marriage but you ruined my lunch <laughs> that's good that's good so delightful uh we also have the detective stevens uh leaving the number for the AA chapter (laughs) rachel i thought of you right away not because of that but because of been talking about and just like that how we we were like oh we didn't really see signs of randa's alcoholism before but then i I had forgotten about this episode where and we know she's not really an alcoholic she just had a really she was an alcohol abuser that night but mm-hmm. it is interesting to see this after seeing and just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, it was just weird. And just like that, because they bring it up, like she's like hoarding little liquor bottles and things like that in her purse. And mm. then, uh, and then they just, then they just never talk about it again. It's like there for one episode and then it's like over. Oh, she figured it out, I guess. I, what? All right. Um, it was, wasn't the best. Um, so uh, the sister-in-law, Charlotte's sister-in-law, sees her kissing the gardener, and uh, they see, all seem kind of like, okay, so chill, yeah, chill. <laughs> I guess which is like, I mean, she's just barely gotten married, and and the sister-in-law doesn't know, assumingly, anything about these problems that they've been having. So I, I would certainly, I would be shocked. If I saw my sister-in-law kissing another, kissing the gardener, I would yeah. be like, um, I, and mom's like, you're a real McDougal. And I'm like, so has everybody kissed this gardener? <laughs> that's what I took from it too. I was like, I guess he's that to be there for. Yeah. Like they knew what they were like. Also in your contract, people may kiss you. Like. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like working at the McDougals, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very strange. <laughs> Um, so we also have, uh, Carrie getting, not only she mugged, but they, uh, robbers takes her Manola Blahniks. Which I, the idea that he named them, like, not just like, give me your fancy shoes. Right. (laughs) Is my favorite. He's like, I, I, I've been here. I'm in Chelsea all the time. Like, I know know. what those shoes are. (laughs) And I also thought this was a pretty good fashion episode i liked that red kind of leopard print ish uh dress yeah that, she that, was had. Gorgeous. that was really good and then the uh, what do you think uh jacks of that sort of newsprint dress that oh, do you remember that i was i was into that because one i thought it was interesting and a fun print but she wore that yeah. dress Ugh. holy cannoli it's like girl mm-hmm. i know yeah, it was good. The only thing that I would have changed is have it be silver hardware instead of gold. Oh, 
Yeah, that's yeah. A good just it, personal yeah, preference. Yeah, I just like silver better. But uh, but yeah, so this episode, what would you give it one to ten? What do you think, Jax? I think this one was um, not quite as fun to me as the first. So I'm gonna give it like a seven point five. What do you think, Saja? Yeah, I think I was. Uh, I'm around the same. I think I would go just for a straight seven. But yeah. <laughs> I agree. I think it falls. I think because um, Samantha's plotline falls so hard for me a little bit. It's just kind of like, yeah, if we took that out. You know what yeah. I mean? We would probably have a better episode, but yeah, I agree. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Next, this is the season finale. We have, it's called Cock-a-Doodle-Doo. <laughs> yes, <funny>. it is. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie ends up with this uh, rooster uh crowing outside her these chickens with a rooster crowing outside her her apartment and uh i have to say this is really funny um because now comcast has their some of their workers handling uh service calls uh, that are working from home hmm. and one time i was on the phone with somebody and all of a sudden i hear a rooster crowing i <laughs> I don't know that it just made me laugh. I'm like, is that a rooster? <laughs> just, like, just like, yeah, sorry, I'm home. <laughs> I'm home. That's hilarious. No, not that I'm really home. Funny. That's so beautiful. I was gonna say now instead of roosters, I have morning doves that make all of the noise in the world, which oh. I love them, but they I call I call them all Moesha actually. Oh, really? And so Moesha will wake me up at 630 in the morning with a roo, roo, and I'm like, go to sleep, girl. <laughs> I am tired. I need you to go to sleep. <laughs> but I but you all living in New York City, you do get used to a certain uh, level of road no of, of noise, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little surprising that uh, that both it's a little surprising that both uh of these things would keep them up yeah i mean this plot line with samantha was upsetting for so yeah. many reasons um but i think what i thought if we're just talking story-wise as yeah. far as what didn't make sense for me she moved downtown to sort of not worry about being loud and to be in more mm. pretty atmosphere so the fact that she was upset by this i thought aside from being offensive which we can talk about a little bit later yeah. mm -hmm. um it just didn't make sense character wise for me yeah, yeah. and it, it's surprising that they would be that loud you know that 
just them what like talking i don't really because it's not like they had music or were the i don't know that they would be loud enough to be bothersome yeah no yeah it's a it's a strange it's a strange moment yeah and i mean well i don't know i guess I guess it depends. I feel like I'd ha- I definitely, but I'm on the second floor. So I was like, I definitely have ha- like heard people talking about, oh my gosh, can you please go to bed? Uh, <laughs> but, but it's also at some point I'm like, I also just fall asleep. Cause yeah, you're like, it's the city and I just need to go to bed and people are talking and they will mm-hmm. eventually stop. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, the, I think, I do think if I heard a rooster, I would be like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's a record scratch moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is not a normal city sound that I would, that's what I would be like, okay, someone, <laughs> someone wanted to be nice and have their own chicken farm and that's lovely. Have your own eggs, but I mm. need sleep. <laughs> yeah. The, and what, do you have a, a Chinese takeout place or some other takeout place that knows your order? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm too much of a, I'm too much of a, like, I need to try everything all Mm -hmm. the time that I don't think anybody ever would. Mm -hmm. Cause you're, you're kind of a foodie. Yes, I am. I love food. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did have, there's this one place uh, by me called Omay that uh, they make this like Vietnamese noodle bowl, mm. which is so good with a sweet pork, and oh. I, oh. I became a little too reliant on that. Uh, my, <laughs> they were a frequent on my Grubhub order. Let's put it that way during the pandemic. So good. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know what about you, Jax. Do you have the uh, the Chinese takeout on auto dial? I have. <laughs> There's, there's this one place that, and it was during the pandemic too, that I used to always get, it was right by my apartment, like Cacio Pepe and like this really good cauliflower situation. Mm. And like, they just knew, I mean, they just knew like, also (laughs) I'm very specific with my drink orders. Like, um, like the way I like my like iced chai is very Mm. specific. So I get annoying with that. And like, whenever I'm coming into like a Starbucks or wherever coffee shop, they're like, no, exactly. Cause I come annoy, like annoyingly <laughs> like every specification. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I love how Miranda really was so, so conscious though. Like it made me so sad for her. Yeah. But she was a, a, a really funny line when she has said the only thing more pathetic is that if I had a Kathy comic taped to my refrigerator. I know. <laughs> that was a funny line. <laughs> oh, Miranda. The speed dial is really what gets me. It's like one thing to like, you know, ha- call all the time to be like, I don't even have the energy to dial this digits. <laughs> Please just go. <laughs> it's my favorite. Poor sweetie. <laughs> I guess the Kathy comic, it lasted from 1976 until 2010. So I had a pretty good run. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, uh, but they run into to Steve and Aiden having lunch together. <laughs> mm. Mm. And that's the thing with living in New York. I mean, it becomes kind of a small world, especially in this kind of, I would think this kind of elite level that mm-hmm. these people are living at. You know, yeah. That 
you're going to end up running into people, but to run into both of their exes was kind of funny. I thought so good. Oh my gosh. And when they try and exit that situation and they run into each other because they're both, I mean, it was so good. Like that is, that's those two actresses, like Cindy Nixon and Sarah Jessica Parker, like they're so comedic without, and slapsticky without being over the top. And that moment I was, I was laughing so hard. It's so delightful. Oh, I love it. The boys are like, the boys are on a date. (laughs) They know with their two dogs, just like, we're having brunch now. You know, it's so good. I love and like trying to enter into the building. They're like, well, unless we want to move in, we have to figure out how to get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, I I really liked, I think it was Samantha who said that they have a relationship rear view mirror, that relationships Mm. may appear closer than they actually are. Oh, so good. Such a good line. Oh, brilliant. Uh, and he says, maybe we only obsess about relationships that feel unfinished. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of her column. Uh, and you've got Charlotte who says, I wish there were no men. You're right. Which is funny <laughs> because, uh, we have Charlotte, uh, with the earlier, we had her with the whole, um, uh, power lesbians. Remember that episode, Jax? <laughs> yes. I love that. I so- Charlotte like loves the feminine energy. Like, you know, I still am sad that she didn't take that. Right. Just at least a little bit. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, That's funny. And then big calls Carrie and, uh, and says that he is painting uh, the wall red in one of his uh, rooms and I do like that idea of sort of an accent wall I don't have any in my house but uh, I think it's kind <laughs> of a it's a fun concept <laughs> in high school I um because I was like dark you know and I really love my emo music and so <laughs> I made my not made but I asked my mother I was like can I paint an accent wall in my bedroom all black and she was like <laughs> like the most disappointed like oh gosh like this is simple I feel like this is one of those times where you pick your battle and you say yes and mm-hmm. she's like okay so you <laughs> had a had, black room so I had a gray like uh three of the walls were gray and then one wall was full back but our ceilings were like they were like 18 foot ceilings they were like so tall so it was like and she and we had to because re- we were renting, so we had to repaint it white before we left. My mother was like, "I've never made the worst decision ever than like allowing you to paint this black accent wall." And it was so it was like the deepest black. It was so bad. I, I mean, I loved it, but it was yeah. it was really intense. Well, you do have to <laughs> pick your battles your when you have, yeah. especially teenagers. Yeah, I was like, yeah. of all of the ones to fight me on. I feel like the black wall is fine. (laughs) It's just a color in the end, but yeah, that's funny. (laughs) She's like, I'm not going in your room ever again. (laughs) Well, so Miranda and Carrie have this fight. Um, When Carrie talks about uh, calling, having talked to Big about the wall, and the she Miranda says it's a huge mistake. I'm not holding your hand through this again. Every time you get together with Big, you turn into this needy, insecure victim, which is absolutely accurate. 
we all agree. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then you also have uh, Carrie saying, you're going to cut me out of your life like you did to Steve, the first sign of any little weakness or flaw, and you just write people off. Everybody's not as tough as you, Miranda. I think that's also accurate. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah. Know each other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it is hard when you see people making this kind of the same mistakes over and over again. It's like, oh, I have to, that whole sort of, I'm not holding your hand through this again. Uh, but, you know, what are friendships for if they're not for helping you make, get through your idiotic choices? Right. And I think what's so interesting about that moment too is because you see Carrie try to lie and then she's like, I'm not going to, but I know how you're going to react. And then Miranda still react. You know what I mean? She, even mm-hmm. with that, there's not like a moment of like, you're right. I'm angry. You know what I mean? It's like she kind of like goes there immediately, which is such an interesting just yeah, this idea of like, I, you know, your friends, you know what I mean? And you yeah. kind of know how they're going to react to certain things. Um, and it's kind of sad in that moment that they can't have like a let's actually like really look into this and they both blow up and say mean things that they can't take back. And you know, yeah. Yeah. And that's like, I, I, I feel like, why did she even break up with Steve? You know, like, I'm trying to remember. And I guess it was because he didn't want to get her to he didn't want her to buy that suit for him i think was the reason well that was the first time and the second time remember they got back together and he wanted a baby and then he gets yeah. the dog right the okay. dog yeah, yeah. And then she was like this is too intense and also but you can't take care of it like it was a lot of um strange things i mean mm-hmm. i guess that is a pretty big thing like him being ready to have a baby but I don't know, there's just, I kind of agree with Carrie of like, you cut people out uh, as soon as something is becoming uh, real. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, so that she's really scared of any kind of commitment. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, or, or flaws. She can be a very critical person. Um, and uh, then we have this whole thing where she thinks that the lady at the Chinese place is making fun of her because of her order but then she goes down there and realizes that she says this she giggles this way to everybody Uh, and then she sees steve there at the restaurant and he's just so attractive to me i know (laughs) something about steve Steve. so gracious to her every Uh, time yeah and not flirty because he's in a relationship now but like he's gracious. He's like, so good to see you. I'm the lucky one. Like, oh my goodness. Be still my heart. I know. Yeah. He was so charming twice in one week. Am I lucky or what? I, oh, just a sweetheart. Well, they got my favorite. What does he say? Hot and sour soup or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you so perfect? (laughs) We also Just have the sweetest little thing. Just quickly dropped that Samantha pays seven thousand dollars a month for her apartment in the meat packing district, and I, I mean, and this is two thousand, so yeah, that's, I, that's even. That seems like a lot for yeah. 
I mean, even for New York, obviously and it's expensive. One but... person. Right. Yeah. Like that's and it's not like it's yeah. I mean, it seems like just an apartment, right? It's not like a you know, like oh, a crazy townhouse or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like just an apartment by herself. Yeah. Seven um, and she's having there's these uh these uh drag queens that are outside her apartment making lots of noise she throws water on one of them she's having all these fights with them and uh, yeah it's it's weird uh, i i think that not only does it not really make sense that they would be that loud that they would be bothering her because again then it's not like they were playing music or something like that they were just like talking i i don't quite get what was so bothersome but also, yeah, there's, you know, we just have, I think, more acceptance of, uh, of you know, trans and, and uh, um, drag queens and things like that. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, no, go, 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 go for it. <laughs> no, just that, just that it's also like, and because they don't really give these characters enough, like, fleshed out, if they are trans women they're women and if they're drag queens we should also call them by whatever pronoun they he she whatever and mm. there's this thing of being like well they're not really men and they're not really women it's like well you're not paying attention i don't know like get right, to know right. them I, there's just so much yeah there's it factors huge yeah there's a lot of their half that keeps on being said and that's what's mm. like kind of icky like yeah. oh they're half women and half men and i'm like ooh. Y'all, we need yeah. to grow. We need to grow and yeah. learn. And it's, yeah, so it's unfortunate. Um, I mean, there's actually a bit of that, like, earlier on in the season, too, of obviously the show is of its time, and there's, like, a lot of queer culture that is just not, um, that's not up to what we where we are now. But, yeah, I definitely was, like, especially because you're, like, that's the last episode, and you want Sam to have something good. And, like, mm -hmm. her arc this episode is this is like her fighting with poc trans people and it's right. like that well and yeah that, that was another dynamic that was so uncomfortable because they were all people of color and then like in addition to sam like of course sam's white but then when she's talking about it with the girls who are also all white they didn't really have a great perspective either so it just no. felt yeah it felt very like we're like you know we're gonna like it definitely like we're making fun of this group of people when it's like why you know what i mean it's one thing right if you're like you're saying that there's certain behavior that's happening in your neighborhood that you don't like sure but like yeah you're now targeting people who are already and the fact that she like obviously we know now how dangerous that is but like she calls the cops on them at one point and mm. obviously they don't let it play out the way that i think it would in new york um but just like that kind of insight of like that's so violent like you know what i mean and it feels uh -huh. they want it to feel innocent but it's like calling the cops on uh, on trans black trans prostitutes in new york city like that is not uh oh they're just gonna tell you to get off the block type of situation yeah so yeah it's um it's an unfortunate plot line that wasn't thought out but yeah and uh yeah and then the the one of them throws eggs at her at the end just, right mm, not great <laughs> like, um <laughs> so then carrie goes on a, a date with big 
and uh, she wears this uh, kind of flowing uh, flower dress. It's it's a pretty dress, but I do think that uh, that Sarah Jessica Parker looks better in bold colors as opposed mm. to pastels. I, I just think it kind of just washes her out. And if that dress, the exact same cut and color, it had been like in a red or something like that, that would have been like, whoa. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, it, it was, what do you think of that look, Jax? Um, I think in these few episodes, Carrie's dressing like less quirky and more like flattering to her, which I'm all about quirky clothes and I wear them. But I, um, I do think that her fashion throughout the last few has been more spot on rather than like quirky farm girl. Sometimes she's mm-hmm. like really doing it a bit. Yeah. Well, Cynthia Nixon is wearing earlier in the episode, she's wearing a red sleeveless dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved that dress. I thought it was really beautiful. And I was like, that's the dress that Carrie should have worn yeah. and right. to the date to the date. Yeah. She would have looked great in that red dress. But uh, but they end up through various conferences con- through they end up through various conferences uh, getting uh, thrown into the water to the Hudson. And uh, her uh, her bag, uh, her uh, Dior bag, I think is what she says. <laughs> she, has, she has to go and get her. I'll bag. get it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh gosh and then uh, big and her talk and and she says you and i are like that red wall a good idea in theory but doesn't quite work Mm -hmm. which was a pretty bittersweet way to end the season i think yeah for for them uh for her to be kind of unhappy in this and then also for charlotte uh, to also be uh all three of our girls are kind of unhappy at the end of the season yeah it's interesting that again this is like another amazing comedic moment with Sarah Jessica Parker when they fall in that pond together mm-hmm. and that is where like Rachel and I have talked about the fact that even though big is trouble and he's toxic they do have really great chemistry as mm-hmm. actors and characters and you see that there when they fall in that pond together yes. it's so mm-hmm. iconic yeah. you know and like I've seen all those photos too of them in the pond together and like the laughing and it is so funny that I just wish that there was more of that infused in the season and that he wasn't just so terrible to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> wish they just had him maybe be dating Natasha, not actually married to Natasha, because that does, I think, add a level of coldness to his behavior uh the that he would treat somebody like the way that he's treated natasha yeah yeah mm-hmm. and he's like and such it, a it's interesting because yeah i'm uh, i mean i haven't watched all of it in in like for all throughout the seasons in so long but thickly for this season just being like yeah like duh aiden you know what i mean yeah. and like it just makes it made zero sense to me, other than the fact that I like that I think um, the actor who plays Big is just like the most one of the most charming people. That it just is kind of like, how do you get here a little bit? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think you're right that you see in this last moment that they just have this weird chemistry, and that happens too. There's just like people that you meet in your life, and you're like, I just have this like 
you know, a pull or attraction to them. And even if it's not good or whatever it is, like that's just there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but um, it is, it was, it's nice to see a Carrie like be a little self-aware in that last moment and be like, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. in theory. In well, theory, and it's nice sure. that Big is a little bit self-aware too. And he says, was it all my fault? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that finally... Mm -hmm. He seems like he's doing some introspection. Uh, but yeah, so with Charlotte, she moves out, moves back into her old apartment. Well, luckily, she had sublet, so she was able to get <laughs> back there. <laughs> that's, that's like, uh, how do we explain this line of all time? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Trey shows up and uh, he says he can't stop thinking about her. Um, they finally consummate their relationship and uh, that's kind of the end of the relationship. And, you know, she says, why did you get married? And it's just, he says, basically, it seemed like the thing to do. And they were really, really into each other when they first started dating. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I mean, you have to be on the same page as far as intimacy in order for a marriage to work. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big that should have been a big red flag for her. For sure. Yeah. It's wild that she goes, because she this, she starts this season, right, like, um, with, like, the um, the Staten Island, like, I'm going to be married by the end of the year or whatever. <laughs> and then yeah. by the end of the season, she's, like, married and divorced or, like, separated. It's, like, yeah. such a wild turn of events. Well, I'm sh I guess he's probably very glad that they had that prenup. Oh, yeah yeah uh so that's this episode um it's it's an interesting finale interesting way to end the season there's not really like the cliffhanger like sometimes you get uh and the the whole uh drag queen part was awkward uh but saja what do you think one to ten what would you give this one uh yeah that Everything with the trans characters just really like hurt me in yeah. a way that like, if, unfortunately, this one like probably goes down to a six because it also is like, it's just weaved into the episode in a way that I'm like, why? And then at the end, they try to do the block party thing. But then Carrie puts on this like fake New York voice where she's like, oh, do, 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 and I'm like, Ew. so I think I have to. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately although i think there's beautiful little moments i think i give it like a six honestly yeah, yeah you need more than flirtinis to make this yeah. episode great <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i think i need to be blackout on flirtinis to yeah. be able to overlook what's happening here yeah <laughs> yeah i think six is probably fair for this yeah, which is such a bummer way to end the season but it's like you, you like Sandra, you're exactly right. Like this isn't an isolated comment. It's so woven through the, and even when they think they're making it all right, they're still not. So there were a few highlights in this episode, but it still doesn't make up for some, some really eg egregious mistakes that mm -hmm. they will never make again. Hopefully yeah. it will be the show won't there. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you forward. can see, I still think they, and, and just like that, they overcorrected for the problems, but you can see why they felt the need to, to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. also because like, obviously their fan base is so much like, you know, just such a, a diverse fan base of 
of queerness and like you know mm-hmm. what I mean so it's like it's kind of hard when you're like oh the people who love my show so much also felt so hurt by our mm-hmm. show like I can imagine that doesn't feel good um but like how to rectify that you know yeah and I think it's complicated too in the sense that it's a lot of gay men that worked on the show but it's a lot of white gay men also so right, they have right. a lot of privilege but also mm-hmm when you are a part of that community, you almost think that you can say things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but they also aren't a part of every community that they're talking about in that way. Yeah. So it's, it's more complex when you know a little bit about the creative team, but it still right. doesn't excuse any of right. what they've done. Yeah. And also, cause it's like you, even if yes, you're the creator and you, you are a part of uh, a, this queer community, but you also have the words coming out of straight women's mouth. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, not that it would, I don't think it would be any better coming out of anybody's mouth, but it's like yeah. even worse when like <laughs> the people who are saying the thing feel so even more detached from the community itself. And you're like, oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you're, and they're depicted as basically like antagonists throwing eggs at her and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's just awkward. So yeah. I agree. Uh, so there we go. We did it. And we finished season three. Okay. <laughs> so, Sanja, thanks so much for joining us. This is, has been so fun. We'll definitely have you back. This is great. Yes. Oh, I would love to. This yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> uh, so if people want to follow you on the socials, uh, the, the podcast you do, how, how can they find you? Um, so they can find me on at it's Sajda. Uh, I, do I have to spell it? <laughs> we'll have a link in the description so people can okay great y'all will know where to find me that's my personal ig um feel free to find me there and then you can follow my web series um wormholes which also Mm -hmm. has a fun little sitcom-y feel to it so if you like sci-fi and if you like the sound of my voice (laughs) it's really fun yeah yeah it's really fun uh Jax what about you um, at Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Round Tomatoes. So check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us a lot. Five stars. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is super fun. We have a really fun uh, patron watch along uh, coming up this month where we're going to have writer Tracy Andreen on uh, with us and uh, your chance to watch Once Upon a Prince with her and hear all about how she wrote that movie and uh, and it's going to be super fun. So you definitely want to be a member of the Patreon. And then we also have the merch store, which has tons of fun, cool designs. So check that out. And thanks so much, ladies. We'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.